Good morning, it's March 20th, and this is To My Liberal Friends. There was a story in the news last week where a fellow judge was invited to speak to a group of law students at Stanford University. Of course, this immediately brought out protesters who objected to him because he was appointed by Trump. I'm making a guess here, but I would say that a lot of those protesters had no idea what decisions this judge had handed down, but they were there to show their friends that they were liberal and woke. Judge Kyle Duncan is a U.S. Circuit Court member, and when he appeared, he was met with protesters and was also berated by the university's Associate Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. I'm not sure how this appearance offended someone who promotes diversity, but what I am learning is that means only if you agree with their positions on everything. Otherwise, you are not permitted to express your views. So much for diversity of thought among these educators. The, pro the protesters decided that they would publish the names and faces of the Stanford Federalist Society students who invited Judge Duncan. They felt this would harm those students in some manner and hoped others would ostracize them. Well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, as the saying goes. The Washington Free Beacon, a conservative media outlet, decided to publish the photos and names of the protesters. These protesters immediately called foul. They demanded those photos and names be taken down. They demanded that they remain anonymous, and they claimed that their right to privacy had been violated. Remember, these are the same students who published the names of other students who dared to invite the judge to speak. The Stanford Guild was a group that claimed responsibility for naming the Federalist Society students, and now they were outraged that their names were being made public. According to an email by Lily Bowe, a member of the Stanford National Lawyers Guild, she said, quote, listing our name serves no purpose other than to invite abuse and harassment, end quote. So what was the purpose of them listing the names of the other students? I guess she didn't think of that. I'm well past the age of 70, and so I know exactly why they're upset about their names being published. They're now worried that future employers read that prestigious law firms might do a search on the Internet and find what these defenders of free speech have been up to and decide they might not be a good fit with that law firm. Now, I've got a word for these type of people. The word is cowards. They, they want to do stupid things, but they don't want to be held accountable for them. They remind me of Antifa riders who show up to protest all clad in black, wearing helmets and masks. Is that the normal garb of a peaceful protest? I don't think so, but they dress alike to make it almost impossible to identify them as they smash windows and set fire to buildings and vehicles. But they don't want anyone to know it's them because they're cowards as well. If they truly believed in their cause, they would proudly state their names and then face the consequences of their actions. But they're criminals, and they seek to avoid prosecution, hence the term cowards apply directly to them. Getting back to the incident at Stanford, we're seeing more and more of this type of activity across the nation at universities. Free speech is not tolerated by those on the left, and they're encouraged to take these actions by so-called educators. It was my belief that universities were places where ideas could be exchanged in a free forum. Students could be exposed to various thoughts and concepts as they begin to form their own beliefs. But apparently I was wrong. So the left speech cannot be tolerated unless it conforms to their position. If a speaker is invited that does not conform when they feel obligated to not just protest, but to try and prevent that speaker from speaking. And they're not interested in any debate of ideas because they might not be able to hold their position in such a discussion. But the saddest part of this whole affair is that not only supposed being supported by the so-called educators, but joined by them in preventing the basic principle of the First Amendment, free speech. And this movement is carried over into the classroom. Studies now show that a significant percentage of students are afraid to express their ideas in classroom discussions 
out of fear of the professor or classmate's reaction. David Primo, the Eddie and Mark Gabrellian professor and a professor of political science and business administration at the University of Rochester, has made promoting free speech and expressions a priority in his life. Bringing guests from across the political spectrum to his classes and teaching an undergraduate course devoted to the topic, Disagreement in a Democratic Society. Primo also directs the Points and Markets Project, an initiative he created in 2014 to encourage the robust but civil discussion about contentious policy issues. So what happens when students think they can't speak freely to professors, administration staff, or others? Quoting him, a fear of speaking out means that important ideas may not be heard, important discoveries may not be made, and the boundaries of knowledge may not be pushed. Continue to quote him, that kind of self-censorship can also extend to faculty members and the influence the kind of research projects they feel, pursue or feel they ought to pursue. The acceptable range of ideas narrows more than it should. End quote. Well, in summary, I'm a supporter of free speech on campuses, and I reject any attempt, either from the left or right, to stifle that speech. And the reasons are simple. One, we should care about the disagreement. We should interact with those we disagree because we could be wrong. Otherwise, we're assuming we're infallible. Second, you might understand your views on a contentious issue at a deeper level if you talk to someone who disagrees with you. It pushes you to understand your own ideas and positions better and to learn to understand theirs. And third, society is going to make progress through error. That's the hallmark of science. We have to be open to error and have ideas clash so that we can take the best parts of these ideas and move forward with knowledge generation. Then we start listening to others and respecting their points of view then we will all learn something about ourselves and our opponents. And universities should both understand and realize that debate is healthy and wanted. When they encourage students to shout down speakers, they show they're not only injecting their politics into the minds of young people, they're ruining their minds. And that has to stop. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, hit the subscribe button and recommend it to your friends. Thank you.